The Supreme Court ruled today that a high school football coach is allowed to kneel and pray on the field after a game. This was a 6-3 to three decision, falling along ideological lines. The right loves it, evangelicals love it, but is this really the hill that they want to die on? And is it possibly contradictory to all their claims of indoctrination in schools? Let's take a look. Well, first off, the workplace isn't an activism hub. It's a workplace. If you want to be an activist, go somewhere else. Why do people think they can do whatever they want? Think of all the things at work you're not allowed to do. The jokes you're not allowed to say, the clothes you're not allowed to wear, the music you're not allowed to listen to, and the phone you're not allowed to scroll through. Why do people always feel like when it comes to religion, it's an excuse to do whatever they want? They can pray or do whatever other religious exercise they feel like they want to. I mean, why is it the employer is required to pay you to exercise your religion? Seems a little bratty and demanding. If you're part of a religion that makes you do certain things on certain days or times, then find a job that accommodates it. Go work at a religious institution or for a religious company that will allow outbursts of religion. And no, I don't believe the government should force a company to accommodate your religion. That is the government interfering in business. It also unfairly allows employees to get advantages others may not. Jews can demand Saturdays off and Christians can demand Sundays off. Why do they get the weekend when secular people don't? Pretty convenient that religion always falls on a weekend now, isn't it? Also, I don't understand people wanting to beat their chest if they're a Christian or whatever other religion and then demand that everyone else make it easy on them to practice it. No, you should practice your faith regardless of society. Sorry, I don't believe you really have faith if you go around demanding that everyone make it easy for you to exercise. It's a cheat code to religion that I find blasphemous. It kind of reminds me of smoking breaks. Why is it that smokers get extra breaks because they need a cigarette, but I couldn't get an extra break if I wanted to go fix my hair or go put lipstick on? We pick winners and losers, and in America, we decide that religious people are winners and secular or just non-annoying religious people are always the losers. Furthermore, why is it that people think that schools are always the best place to do this? People treat schools like ground zero in a brainwashing scheme against our children. Guess what? You want to dictate the exact details of your kid's education and lifestyle? Great. Homeschool them, put them in a private school, enroll them in a Christian school, or hire an in-home tutor. But don't pressure one way of doing things on a whole school system. I got news for you. If the coach in question was down there praying to Allah or exercising Scientology, I bet that more people would find that offensive or against the Constitution. When this first started, the coach was praying on the sidelines. Others joined him, and then he began giving inspirational speeches that involved religious sentiment. Then he was also praying in the locker room before the game. Why? It's sports. It's school. Why did it need to turn into a church service? If he was quoting from the Quran, I bet Christians would have not considered him exercising his religious freedom. Besides, he's getting paid to be a coach, not a preacher. What if a telemarker started calling people up and preaching instead of selling a widget? He'd get fired. Why doesn't that seem to apply at school? This is nothing but right-wing virtue signaling. The right complains, the left does it. But good God Almighty, we do it with the Lord all the time. Where do you think they learned it from? And guess what? God will still hear your prayers when you're not on the clock and collecting a paycheck. He also hears you pray when you're not at school. And guess what? He hears your prayer even if you don't make a public spectacle of it. The coach could have stood there in silence and prayed. No one would have known. It would have been a conversation between him and God. It doesn't have to be public. You don't have to kneel. You don't have to do anything to pray. God would still answer his prayer. 
he could have prayed in his car in the parking lot or at his home before the game. There is no need to wait and do it in a stadium full of people unless you want the attention. God doesn't need an audience and you shouldn't either. This coach could have started his own Bible study for the athletes outside of school. That would have been beneficial to teenage boys. He could have started a prayer group with them, another good activity. He could have done a lot of things, but he didn't. He wanted the attention. I guess he thought he was Tim Tebow? Just think of the money spent on this. Lawyers aren't cheap. James Bopp has argued some big-time cases before the Supreme Court and notes how costly it can be. He says, quote, if you're just paying hourly and you are paying at DC rates, it would be somewhere from $100,000 to $250,000. But let's not forget, then you got to take this to court and actually try the case. He goes on to say, quote, about the cheapest you can get away with at DC rates is $250,000. And then it ranges in the millions after that. And this came from an article that's nearly 10 years old. I can't even imagine what the rates would be now. And here's my final appeal. The coach's behavior, praying in public, actually isn't square with the Bible. Every right-wing evangelical is probably frothing at the mouth right now, but hear me out. The Bible is very clear about doing things to be seen for merely doing them, especially prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, we are given the Lord's Prayer. Just before that famous passage, the Bible makes special mention of the attitude we should have when praying. Quote, be careful not to do your good deeds publicly to be seen by men. Otherwise, you will have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. For the next couple of verses, God tells us to do our good deeds like charitable giving in private. Then in verse 5, the Bible resumes with a warning about praying in public. It says, quote, Also, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets so that they may be seen by men. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, they have their reward in full, but when you pray, go into your most private room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And let's not forget about the Pharisees praying in public. That didn't appease God. In fact, he found it reprehensible. Listen to this verse in Luke chapter 18, verse 14. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I just wonder why it is that Christians always want the government and schools bending to their religious ways, making their life easy as a Christian, unwilling to put in the effort. They don't mind to be a Christian as long as the government makes it incredibly easy for them, and they seem to only care about being a Christian if they can get brownie points, can catch some popular attention from it. All this attention and work was put into saying that he can pray, but in reality, he could always pray. You can pray all day in your mind and talk to God, but no, he wanted to do it while collecting a paycheck. He wanted to get paid to practice his religion while also leading others. Sorry, I don't want you getting paid to be a Christian. Our tax dollars go to teachers so they can teach, not preach.